Hello and welcome back to the Sitting on My Bed podcast. My name is Simcha Klein, um, and this week I'm actually sitting on someone else's bed um, because as I was quite a few weeks ago, um, I am dog-sitting for the weekend. Um, yeah, a family friend of mine, uh, it's the same family friend as last time, um, they went away to see um, her grandfather, uh, her grandparents, because her grandfather um, is not doing very well. Um, and while he's home from us, well, they wanted to see him um, while they all had the opportunity to. Um, anyway, I, I don't know all the details, and I don't need to know all the details. It's not really a lot of my business. Whatever my friend wants to share, she will. Um, <clears throat> or I might hear through the grapevine because our mothers are very good friends. Um, in either any event, um, I'm just staring at this lazy dog lounging on the bed across from me. Um, but in so I'm done with the high school for the year. Um, you know, I'm giving them their final on Monday and then we're off for the summer. Or at least I'm off for the summer. Um, I looked at the schedule and I am the only so for those who don't know, in New York State there are these tests called regents, which are statewide end of the year exams given throughout high school. Um they're standardized tests. Um I'm sure other states have something similar, but New York's are called regents. Um, and there are three math given out through high school, get three science, two history, um, and an English. Um, so in ninth grade, generally you take algebra and biology. Um, so for those classes, my students aren't having finals. They're just having regions, you know, it's kind of redundant to have both, um, and then the history teacher left about halfway through the year for family issues. I think his son was sick or something, but, you know, I never really knew him that well, and it wasn't really my business. And then they're also taking a computers class, which they're not having a final in. So my test is the only final that's not a regent, um, which doesn't really affect me. I mean, it does mean that I don't have to proctor another final because the regents that they're taking are, to quote the principal, outside my contracted hours, which... I didn't totally get because I had to proctor the extra. I oh, I think it's because the extra time for the midterms was during my contracted hours, but at the same time, my final isn't being given during my contracted hours because my contracted hours is only forty minutes a day. But I guess the final is written into my contract. Honestly, I didn't really read it, but whatever. Um, so that's all good. I got my summer plans taken care of. I'm getting this New York um, program called Youth Corps, um, which basically the city helps kids age 14 to 20 something um, get summer jobs. The summer jobs where they work don't pay the kids. The program pays the kids directly and generally pays them more than they would have gotten to begin with, or at least in my case, because they pay minimum wage um, and the summer camps don't. Um, I mean, they pay a salary, they don't pay hourly, but it's a win-win-win, at least in my case, because I'm getting paid more than the camp would have paid me. The camp doesn't have to pay me, and the city, um, it's just in general, the program is to get kids more financially intelligent, you know, um, teach them about opening a bank account or a savings account, uh, it gets them off the street, you know, it gets them busy. Um, I don't think I am the target demographic for this, but... I mean, I'm happy that it worked. I mean, a little bit selfishly, I'm happy that it worked for me. Um, but also, like, 
two thirds of applicants get it. So like, yes, while I commiserate with the one third who don't, like you can't stop yourself from trying for something because someone else might get it. Like that's nice and selfless, but in the end, you also have to look up. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get into the whole thing about where to draw the line between selfishness and selflessness, but also like looking out for yourself and making sure you have what you need type thing. Like, why do you ever buy food when that could go to someone else? Like, that's a silly rabbit hole to fall down because there is no concrete cut answer. Um, anyway, but yeah, that's not something I really feel badly about. Um, so yeah, done with the high school. The elementary school, um, I don't know, it's kind of weird. I mean, the eighth grade just went on their graduation trip, um, which, like, there was talk of me going on as, like, another chaperone, and I would have liked to have gone, but, you know, I didn't, and that's fine. Like, I'm fine with the fact that I didn't go. Um, and, like, starting on Monday, the eighth grade starts getting out at 3.30, because their finals aren't a little bit of an advanced schedule than the rest of the junior high, because graduation is um like three days before the last day of school so eighth grade and school before the rest of the school um and then like later the 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 sixth and seventh grade have an early dismissal and i'm just really confused with my schedule a because i have kids from different grades um so i have elementary school students um, you know, my youngest grade is is two third graders, um, and then I have some sixth and seventh grade kids, and I have an eighth grade, and well, I have two eighth grade groups. Um, and my last one is an eighth grade group. So does that mean that when they're having their early dismissal, I could leave at 4.30? Like, that would make sense. Like, theoretically, I could also rearrange some things. But also, for my junior high, what would the schedule be like in terms of their finals but also also like my elementary school kids am i working with them for the until the end of the year like i feel like i should probably ask the resource room um coordinator and honestly the teachers themselves like what their end of year plan is like last year i wasn't officially working for the resource room i was there on a um not a trial basis but an as needed basis and i just came in until pretty much the last day of school which is in two weeks which is also like kind of very soon very like very quick um like just seeing what could be done and just being there um you know i bounced around some rooms proctor and finals like doing whatever um but i think i should get like a set like i would like to be there to the last day but like if I'm not needed, I'm not needed. And I don't even think there's English on the last, last day of school. So, but you know, I'm going to be by graduation, obviously, um, which is June 20th. Um, but really, it's like starting Monday, the eighth grade ends early. And then I'm doing the high school and then I'm done. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then I think the rest of the junior high starts early dismissal on Wednesday. And they're also like... A couple times where I drove some eighth graders home, um, like if I wasn't going to the high school, and obviously I had permission from their parents first. Um, and I'm thinking like, if so, I work until five o'clock in the elementary school. My four thirty group is an eighth grader, 
my four o'clock group I only work with on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then my 3.30 group, I could move to my 2.45 slot because that's an eighth grade group. So theoretically, if I'm not working with that eighth grade group anymore, then I could be done by 3.30 at the very least on Wednesday because Monday I'm giving my high school as the final and then the next Monday is graduation. They're done at 12. Um, but maybe that Wednesday I could drive the eighth grades home because it was like, it was a cute thing, and, you know, to have like one last thing. Like I'm that person I hate when things end without an official ending, like without like an acknowledgement that this is the last time. Like when I was graduating high school, it was like, oh, this is our last Wednesday, our last Thursday, our last day of English. You know, we had the grad, excuse me, we had the graduation trip, and then we had graduation, and then that weekend we had a retreat by our Rebbe's house. Like, a we had like six endings, but also each ending got. At least I was able to acknowledge it for myself. Like, oh, this is the end. Um, but to have the last time I drove them home be the last time without acknowledging the fact that it was the last time, kind of feels like as if you know, the last time you pick up a child, you don't, you obviously don't think about it. Like all of us were, were picked, were picked up and put down for the last time by our parents. And you don't really acknowledge that. Like you probably didn't, like your parents probably didn't know that that was going to be the last time they ever picked you up. Um, like right now I could still pick up all three of my nephews and I love doing it. And there's going to be a time where it's the last time. And, you know, Thankfully, that's not coming for a couple of years, um, but I hope I'm able to recognize it. Actually, I don't know, because there's some sadness with endings and like growth and, you know, for something to change, something has to end, but I don't know if I would want to recognize it. I hope that, like, I hope, I want to say I hope I'm not affected the same way I hope I am, and I don't know why I would hope I would be. Because, like, to be affected by it would mean I'm not heartless. But to be affected by it would mean I might be caring too much. I don't want to care too much, but I also don't want to care too little. Um, and with that, we're going to take a break. Um, you know, I think about my students. Um, more specifically, my kids. You know, that's the way I refer to any sort of younger person that I have a connection with. You know, whether they actually be my students or just kids in the school that I work in or, you know, family friends or, or you know, distant cousins that I'm not really close to the family, but I'm close with that one. Um, you know, I say my kids. Um, and I think about my kids. And there are times when, I think I've mentioned this, where I worry I care too much, but I don't want to stop caring too much because that might mean caring too little. Um, you know, I worry about, does the relationship mean more for me than it does for them? You know, are my actions perceived the way I intend them to? Um, you know, either are they perceived as being caring enough and not too caring, because you know what, there is a fine line between 
on top of things and covering things, you know, between being invested and between being overbearing. Um, and when I think I understand the distance, the difference, you know, I make my intentions very clear, um, that I am committed and there for them whenever, um, but I understand, and you know, so far I've been correct at interpreting those relationships. Like we're both on the same page. I know what I'm offering and you know, I've known what's needed. Um, but I am also aware that should I ever misinterpret what the kid would be interested in accepting, that could come off as very, um, honestly creepy. It could straight up come off as creepy. Like I've had teachers who were too there for me when I wasn't ready, willing, or able to accept it, or at least not from them. I just did not want it from them, and I was just very uncomfortable. Um, so I'm very conscious of the fact that I could accidentally make a kid feel uncomfortable. Um, and with that in mind, you know, I think about, you know, this graduation trip in particular. Um, I... You know, the kids in, the students in eighth grade, who I would consider my kids, first off, most of them know who they are. Um, but secondly, you know, I want to be there to celebrate them and just have a good time with them, you know, outside of school. But A, this is their graduation trip. I shouldn't be impeding where I'm not welcome. B, I'm sure their teachers want the same thing and that me being there could be intruding on the time that they want to spend with their students. Like, who am I to insert myself into a, into a special situation between the teachers and their students? Like, my connection with the students is more important than the other teachers. Um, like, that just seems self-obsessed. Um, but there's really, like, five school days. Well, no, technically, there's seven, eight school days left for the eighth graders, but I don't see them on Sundays or Fridays. Um, and I'm not going to see them that last Monday during school because they get out at 12. So really for me, there's only four. This week is it. And then that's it till graduation. I mean, some of them, you know, I'm going to be tutoring, but this week is it. And then it's graduation. Um, which is why I think I'm so like, uh, I mean, the fact that I've had students who are now in 11th grade. Like, I've had students who are going to be seniors next year. Um, and I've had co-workers, in, you know, in camp who are younger than my students. Um, I've had students who worked in camp. And I've had campers who are now going to be working in camp. But the fact that, you know, I'm going back for year number seven. Um, it kind of makes me wonder what my... Like, what am I doing next year? Like, last year... You know, I was torn, I think I mentioned this on the podcast, where I was torn between, you know, going back, finishing, and doing every single grade, or, you know, being done, because I was going to be 20, it was going to be my last summer before graduating from college, um, that I, you know, I could go to London and, and just, you know, experience the world as a young whatever with no responsibilities, um, and, you know, what would I even be doing in camp without the campers I've had year after year? 
And then this year, you know, I was like, you know, no, I want to go back to camp. You know, I enjoy my time, especially to, you know, get that last grade in. If I don't do it, when will I ever? Um, and then my friend became senior division head, and I was so happy for him. And a couple of my friends are going back as camp as counselors. And then some of my campers are working in the junior division. And I'm like, the things I've done as a counselor, hey, I would never do it in front of these kids. Never in a million years. I would never drink in front of these kids. I would never smoke something that was offered to me in front of these kids. Not that I'm saying that I have in case any of you are listening out there. But there's a million things that I've done as a counselor behind closed doors that I would never do in front of my campers. That's why I do it behind closed doors. But what do you do when you're on the same level? Like, I wonder what it's like for my teachers who are now my coworkers. Like, at the same time, I hadn't seen my teachers for years before I came, before I became their coworkers. Like, I wasn't hanging around in my elementary school while I was in high school. Um, but now, you know, I'm seeing these kids every day. And then to immediately see them as my coworkers. Oh, granted, it's only during the summer. Granted, we're in different divisions. Granted this, granted that, granted the other. And then I think about next year. You know, first off, next year, I will have had students who have graduated high school, which is ridiculous because I'll only just be graduating college. Um, and also, where do I go from here? Do I just keep going back to day camp year after year? I don't know if I can go back to being a counselor after having done every single grade. And that worries me because what else am I doing with my summer? You know, I always said that I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said yes to being a head staff member because I liked being a counselor. I liked having my kids. But if they ask me next year, I might actually say yes, because I don't, I don't think I want to be a counselor again next year. Now, am I the type of person they're going to ask? Doubtful. I am not a rabbi. Um, you know, all their heads staff have been rabbis. And I have no interest in pretending to be a rabbi. You know, I, I put on a certain facade um, to a certain extent when I work in the yeshivas, when I work at camp. Um, just that I am a certain kind of Jew that I would not classify or quantify myself as in my personal life. But I recognize that as being an employee, I have to put on an air that I am falling within their um, persona. Um, and, you know, when in Rome, do as Romans do. And if I don't like it, I shouldn't be there. But to be a head staff member, to be in charge and still be putting forth that persona, you know, I feel like I've subtly been changing um, where I've kind of been taking some of that home with me. Um, you know, minor, minor things. But to the point where, like, I can't tell if I'm changing through personal growth or if I'm just changing because I just keep pretending. And if changing because you're pretending, is, I mean, is that not what fake it till you make it means? I mean, that's what I've done to be stable. That's what I've done to be 
honestly happier. You know, I pretended to be happy at work until I realized I was happy. But if it's only there because I'm pretending, what's to stop it from going away? You know, if I only observe in a certain way because I'm at work, and I'm observing that way in my personal life, but only because I'm at work, what's to stop it from going away if such when I don't work there anymore? And who will I be once it goes away? Like, it's like those stories of the person who can shapeshift into anyone, and then they lose who they were to begin with. You know, if I can put on a character of being a certain level of observance, where is my level of observance once that character goes away? And how far will I go with my character? Like, does that not make me a fraud to be putting forth a level of observance I don't personally adhere to? Or is it just simulated and sectional growth? I feel like I can't answer that question until I have some clarity, perspective, and guidance. And I don't know how, if, or when I'm going to get that. When I do, I'll let you know. That'll be it for this week. Um, follow me on Instagram at Simcha underscore Klein, S-I-M-C-H-A underscore K-L-E-I-N. On Twitter at Samander underscore K, S-A-M-M-A-N-D-E-R underscore K. And you'll hear from me next week.